Yeah, no worries. Today, welcome to another episode of the Fight for Success podcast. Today, I'm joined by a friend of mine and a training partner, Nick. How you going, mate? Good, mate. How are you? Yeah, not too bad. Not too bad. Thanks for jumping on. How's, uh, oh, how's the day going? Yeah, busy. Busy. Still working. Still working. Few hours. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, guys, the run on the show. Fair enough. Mate, um, for the listeners, just to... Um, Tell us a bit about you. What, um, who are you? What do you do? Uh, all right. So uh, my name's Nick. Uh, I run a uh, mobile safety certificate or roadworthy business. Uh, we also delve into a lot of other things, mod plates, uh, measure ups for your heavy vehicles, heavy trailers, um, pretty much general inspection of any car to make sure it's safe to be on Queensland roads. So we work on behalf of the government yeah. uh, for Queensland Transport. And uh, I'm 34 in June, um, obviously I train Jiu-Jitsu, MMA when I actually have time and I work pretty much 24-7. You work pretty much 24 okay, all right. <laughs> well, you, you, you still manage to fit in plenty of training, which is good. So, well, you can, at, uh, the, at the moment, not so much. I've been training four months, so um, hence why everyone thought the, uh, the fight was a bad idea. <laughs> what actually, what happened? What was the injury? What did you do? So I actually uh, came off a motorbike. Uh, so the day after I accepted the fight, so I accepted the fight, I think three days out from the fight, or four days out from the fight, got asked to do it. So yeah, why not? Let's jump in. Been meaning to have a reason to come back to training and get stuck back in. And um, then the next day I was doing a brake test on a bike and uh, hit some really slippery gravel, which uh, obviously made it very difficult to stay in control. Come off the bike, managed to save the bike, no problem, but landed very hard on my hip on the road. Yeah. So uh, took a bit of took a fair bit of skin off my palms. I can't see that well. It's pretty well healed now, but yeah. on the other elbows and really uncomfortable. Let's put it that way. But my hip took the brunt of the fall, and obviously, you know, even at sub 100 kilos, it's a lot of weight to hit the deck. Yeah, that's it, mate. You've got a you got a pretty interesting story, which was um, one of the main reasons I wanted to jump on and have a chat with you. You you was it 214 kilograms that you started started your journey at? That's the one, man. Yeah, I got some, uh, got some progress shots on uh, Instagram. So, um, yeah, well, I actually never, I, I was never that big to begin with. Um, mm. I was, I was a big lad as a young fella, but I also weightlifted, uh, Olympic weightlifted and uh, powerlifted um, yeah. from about thirteen years old. So, um, I was already at probably just over hundred kilos the last time I competed in Olympic weightlifting as a juvenile, and. Um, from then on in, I sort of always stayed fairly fit, you know, uh, reasonably so anyway, um, except when I was doing desk jobs, like uh, I was an IT tech before I became a mechanic. I mm. got fit then, became a mechanic, got ultra fit, trained every day, you know, obviously running around a workshop all day, keeps you nice, hot and sweaty. And uh, unfortunately, I, I managed to graduate, or sorry, get my certificate in my third year rather than four years. And... Um, Due to the fact that I was about to have my first child, I had to leave where I, well, I loved where I worked. I had to leave where I worked and go back to doing test duty. So, you know, higher paying job, but much less physical. So not something I definitely enjoy, but um, was a better move at the time. Unfortunately, that impacted me greatly because I didn't stop eating the way I was when I was training and, and working that hard. And that obviously led to, you know, just eating 
crappy foods and more of it and more of it, working massive hours, you know, 12, 13 hour days uh, in front of a desk where you've just got the only options are fast food. So not really any real exercise, a lot of, a lot of time spent at a desk or in a car and just let me to eat a lot of shit. Um, over the course of the next you know, few years, I just packed on the weight, packed it on to the point where I uh, literally got to the point where I, I went down one day to put my shoes on and I had to suck in a breath to actually get them on, tie my laces. And I just went, nah, this is too much. So I actually got to see a doctor and um, he'd done a few blood tests and, and checked me over and said, mate, look, you've got about probably five years to live. You don't sort mm-hmm. something out. Having issues with walking, you know, just general general day-to-day stuff that I've never had issues with in the past and um, decided to do something. So I was looking, I, I joined a football club and was going to go trial trial that uh, when I was living on the north side. And unfortunately, it, it just happened to be that it was all rained out for a good couple of weeks. I thought, hang on a second, I can't do this. How can I train when it's, you know, I need to be able to train year round when it's raining, when it's shining, whatever. I just happened to be on Facebook and saw an ad for jujitsu. And so um, I looked and I said, oh, oh, this is that this is that shit they do on the UFC. This is all the ground stuff. Let's have a go at that. Looks interesting. And I'll never forget my first class. I walked in there. I shit myself because everyone's all buddy-buddy and everyone's friends and, and, you know, love and life. And here I am, this big guy. They're all fit and, you know, happy as Larry. And I come in here at like three times the size of the biggest person there and completely unsure of what I'm doing, what the hell I'm doing in the first place all of a sudden. But I'll never forget that first lesson. We learned uh, the crucifix choke from a turtle. And to this day, I'll never forget that lesson because it's the first and, and, and it got me hooked, straight away hooked, like a crazy person. Now, I'll tell you what, that journey from 214 down to now sub 100 was one hell of a journey because uh, every step of the way, there was challenges, simple stuff like even positioning myself in a top heavy position obviously presented its own issues because I couldn't put my weight on anyone mm. due to the fact it would actually cause injury. Not only that, but my toes would actually fracture from the pressure that obviously I'm putting on them to actually control that. So constantly, every single night, I'd refracture my big toes, my little toes, pretty much all of them. I couldn't do a forward or backward roll because the impact on my neck was so severe that it could have potentially broken it at that weight. On the plus side, it did allow me to uh, have that much mass that pretty much anyone sub of 70 kilos couldn't arm bar me. Just the sheer mass and and size I had on me, obviously the muscle had built up underneath it and just made me incredibly strong. Couldn't last 30 seconds in a round, but I could curl you back in if you got me a number. So that was one thing we said. Um, but yeah, all those little things that you don't really, you kind of take for granted as, as a you know reasonably fit and healthy person, I had to really kind of invent the wheel on because it didn't matter how I did it, it was going to hurt. Yeah. So I just had to suck it up and bear it to the point where, you know, I even had a really bad pigeon chest at the center part of my chest stuck out a good two inches. And anytime someone put top pressure, it would flare my ribs, cause agony. So I had to get surgery on that. And then, you know, now coming into what, just over four years on, and I've actually cut to a weight I didn't even think was possible at 96 kilo or 95, I weighed in at the pre-five. Um, 
just to see if I could get there and if I was comfortable with that weight, which turns out I am very comfortable with this weight, just it's really weird to be in. Um, but the biggest, biggest, uh, the biggest thing to take away from self-awareness of uh, extra weight leaving amount of skin because I, I, I went sort of, what I do say, I kind of go a little bit crazy with it. You know, I, um, if I'm gonna if I'm gonna build a business, I work my ass off to build that business. If I'm gonna train, I mean you've seen it. I've, I've I trained back to back every single night, day of the week. And if I wasn't training, I was competing. And that was with four kids I was helping raise, four kids helping raise, running a business, you know, being a father, partner, husband, so on and so forth, and still managing to compete what something like seventy odd times throughout the year, throughout that twelve month period. Unfortunately, a lot of injury. And, uh, and a lot of, I burnt myself out. Uh, so I sort of learned to take a little bit. I'm just going to get my skins. And stress is a great thing for weight loss and bad health. Um, but yeah, like a, a good calorie deficit diet, just maintain. I got blood work done, which was really funny because obviously the fight was a week out, or like I got asked to fight a week after it was blood work or two weeks after the blood work done. It just happened to be that I already had the bloods done, ready to go. So, and again, they were actually all spot on, which I was really surprised at being so light for my height. You know, being six foot eight and sub 100 kilos, you know, you don't see that very often. Not unless you're being pole. I'm definitely not that. So there's there's a kind of brief overview on um, kind of how it went. Um, obviously, I just when I was when I was losing the weight uh, through training. Obviously, I trained at the time. I think I opened three days a week, so it was a little bit tricky until I'd come across to infinity where I started training five to six days a week, mm. and the calorie deficit, which was very hard to do at the start, but got easier and easier. And um, you know, and now I've gone to the point where now I just I intermittent fast, and uh, again just eat fairly good food. I still, you know, have my slip up days or, or weekends off, but for the most part, it's pretty pretty on point. Yeah, nice. Well, mate, what, like in that initial start, like obviously when you start at two two fourteen, it's and you from like bad habits, yep. and health, like you know eating eating crappy foods and everything else. What was it like? Um, did, you, yep. did you have a goal that you wanted, a weight that you wanted to achieve, or did, was it just like I need to change my life and just start um, heading down a different path? Look, it, it was more the fact I had so many health concerns at that point, being that I had sleep apnea and all sorts of other health issues. My cholesterol was off the charts. I, I literally couldn't even walk for 15 minutes without my ankles and, and, and stuff, feeling like they were going to break. Like I get shin splints chronically if I tried to run or do anything like that. Yeah. So it was just a matter of like, right, well, I want to be around for my kids. So, and not only that, I want to be fit for myself. I want to feel good and look good, you know. I was in 7XL shirts, 7XL pants. That, that's a big boy, you know. I may be six foot eight. I may carry it well, but that's a shitload of weight. And that's mm-hmm. that's a very, very big shirt and pant combo. You know, yeah. That's a 56-inch waist, for anyone that doesn't already know. Um, 
you know, that, that's monstrous compared to my, what, 34 I'm in now. So that's over 20 inches, 22 inches of loss, you know, at my, at my belt line. So just in terms of longevity, that was what I was, I was aiming for just, you know, I was, I would have been happy getting down to like 120, 130. But at that point I was sort of like, well, I seem to have done pretty well losing it to here and I've been this weight before. Let's sort of see where I can take it. Yeah. And that's where I sort of plateaued for a bit at, you know, around but anywhere from, I don't think I ever really got below 103. That was about the best I did prior to now. And that was probably two years ago. And then I'd hover between 105 and 120, I'd say around that sort of, depending on what I was eating, what I was training, like if I was training a lot of MMA, I'd tend to go up a little bit in weight. Yeah. Jiu-Jitsu, I'd come down a little bit. But I never really had a goal weight in mind per se. I always thought to myself, imagine how crazy it'd be if you got under 100 kilos. Never in my life did I think I was going to get it, you know. Again, the, the height, the frame, the build, it just didn't seem plausible. And the fact that I tried and not managed to bust through it, um, without kind of putting my body through some really intense you know probably unhealthy levels of um i just i never really worried about it it's just feeling good and, and on track to actually survive the next 20 years yeah Mate, if you didn't if you didn't get into um, jujitsu, yeah, I don't think there's any sex. If you didn't get into jujitsu, do you reckon your um, journey would have been the same? No, definitely not. I think jujitsu played a massive part in that. Purely the fact that I uh, I have a feeling I actually have ADHD, which is um, probably why I hyper focus on things a little bit too much. Um, and jujitsu, especially, just appealed to me. Mm-hmm. So I love chess. I love you know, mind, anything that you've got to use your mind to think your way out of or do something that someone else can't do just because you think differently about it or think a different way. Jiu-Jitsu was just it, just straight away ticked all the boxes, you know. It's it's a mind game all the way through, you know. And that translates even through to MMA. You know, it's you've got to always be on a defense, on an attack, on an escape, on a, you know, counter. Like, there's just so many different aspects going through your mind at any given moment. That's all you can focus on. Yeah. So for someone like myself who tends to hyper fixate on things, it allowed me to, to give myself something to fixate on that was healthy yeah. and good instead of food being the sort of escape, crutch, whatever you want to call it. You know, I found that to be the best release. If I'd had a stressful day, jujitsu was everything. You know, that would just, I'd feel so much better. I'd sort of come over train, sore as hell, bruised up, whatever, but happier than I've ever been in my life. Yeah. So uh, I purely, I, I honestly, I, I could honestly say I couldn't have seen it with any other sports because I would have probably gotten bored and, and just sort of moved on and kind of tried my luck with it quite a few and, until maybe I'd found it. I may not have, but I think I would have been in a far worse position and probably a lot heavier and a lot more unhealthy, possibly even, you know, to the point where I'd be hospitalized at this point if I hadn't found it. Yeah. So realistically, jiu-jitsu kind of saved my life in a way. Obviously, it took dedication, time, money, all that sort of jazz, but I fell in love with it and I just I couldn't let it go. That's awesome. Yeah, I, I, feel, I feel exactly the same. Like um, when I when I very first started jiu-jitsu, I remember my first um, first session, like how you were describing it. Mine was a little bit different because I was, I, I was training and everything beforehand, but 
I went in there with like this mindset that I, I think I'll, I'll think I'll be pretty good at this because I played a lot of rugby. Um, uh, yeah. and, mate, it was the, it was that, I'll never forget that first session. It was just the biggest light bulb moment of my life. Like I, I went up against this guy who was, he was a black belt, but it was a no-gi knight. So I didn't know he was black belt. And um, he was probably like 50, 60 kilos, um, little Filipino guy, um, but he's just an absolute weapon and I didn't know that. And so when I when I started, I, I was saying to the coach, yeah, I think I'd be good. You know, I played rugby and everything. He's like, oh, okay, yeah, no worries. Um, why don't you go up against, um, I forget I forget his name now, but he's like, oh, why don't, why don't you go up against this guy? And I actually said to the coach, oh, do, I, do I need to go easy on him? And he's like, no, no, you, you do what you want. And mate, this guy destroyed me for five minutes straight like i think it was just a humbling exercise that i need to go through just to say you know yeah you might be big you might be strong but you ain't nothing on the mats you're a white belt um yeah yeah i was i was hooked from that moment i was just like you know i saw all these guys on the mats that normally you think were a little bit nerdy or whatever else and they were destroying me on the mats um and it's just it's a it's a really cool sport because it, it does as you said it's so much there's so much mind game going on you're always attacking you um defending you're trying to get back to positions and um you're always rolling and it's just it's constant movement but it also makes you feel so much better mentally as well as physically at the end of it so absolutely absolutely and yeah and yeah i mean it sounds like you're old yoshi and that's a bad move for anyone first no, it's but, uh, well, I hear you. Like I walked in there yeah. with information. Yeah. So you know, keep, keep, keep going. Mate, um, so, so um, what's, what's the plan? Were you you going to do some more some fights or get back to jiu-jitsu? Yeah, yeah. You know, and the the fight, even though I lost it, I actually walked into like so my other fight prior to this when I broke my leg, uh, put me in a really bad mindset. Afterwards, like I felt like I'd failed. I was miserable. I I really struggled to pull myself out of a dark place afterwards because I felt like I could have done better and I'd let everyone down. Now, this time around, I jumped in without even a second thought, without any prep, without no training, no fight camp, not even a bloody trainer. I went in as an independent just so I wouldn't um, upset the big wigs at the gym because they're pretty particular about what you need to have behind you before they'll allow you to actually step in the ring. And I was like, well, screw that. I don't care what anyone says. I'm doing it for me, not for anyone else. So I entered as an independent without even a cornerman. I didn't even have a, I didn't even have a mouth guard at that time. So I had to quickly run out and buy everything I needed. And then, of course, next day I fall off the bike and I'm like, oh, well, this is shit. What am I going to do now? And I'm like, well, I can't pull out of a fight. You know, that's just that's just weak. Like, can't do that. Yeah, that's what everyone else has done. And that's why you're in this position in the first place. Yeah. But I went into it with the mindset that, you know what? There's a very good chance I can lose. Yeah. But it doesn't matter. It's, it's just an opportunity to learn, right? That's the best way to learn is to lose. Yeah. So I thought at, very, at the very worst, I'll lose and I'll walk away with something. And you know what I took away from it? I did lose. Obviously, I couldn't... I, I threw a really good leg kick and, and hurt him pretty badly with the first kick, but it jarred that leg that I'd already injured, that, that hip that I'd injured. So it jarred straight up that leg, caused me to have to step back into a different stance, which put me off balance because I wasn't able to compensate. Yeah. With him having free reign in my front leg, he just you know unleashed three really good kicks on it that I couldn't avoid, and unfortunately I couldn't stand and went down. I think right at the end of the first round, like right at the very end there, um, had I lasted another couple of seconds, it would have been countdown. I probably could have lasted it out in the first round, but it is what it is. Um, still happy I got in there, even though everyone still says I'm insane. Um, 
and really, what's an amateur record? You know what I mean? If it was pro, I would have put a lot more thought into it, probably a lot more time as well. I probably wouldn't be pro yet anyway because I haven't trained consistently enough to, to do it. But yeah. either way, I came out of it, you know, like I walked in with smiling, I walked out of it smiling. Yeah. Even with a loss, didn't even phase me. But you know what it did give me? That drive to get back in there. Yeah. And now I'm, I'm starting to, unfortunately, today is one of those days where I couldn't avoid it. But um, I'll be back at training, hopefully, uh, as soon as my legs heal up, the hematoma is still a little bit bothersome. It's still a bit tender and a bit uncomfortable to walk on, but it's better every day. And I hope by the end of this week, I should be able to start back full-time training next week. So I'm going to be straight back in there and coming after you, mate. <laughs> but no, I'm, 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 I'm going to come after you because you, you, you beat me twice at the last comp. So. <laughs> <laughs> I think you'd have a pretty good shot at me this time. Like, one, I'm not used to the new weight that I'm at either. Like, I've dropped two weight categories, so I'm not used to this weight. So I've still got to readjust all of that. Yeah. And, um, yeah, obviously no training. My fitness just gone to absolutely crap. I mean, the muscle memory's there. Like, you've still got the abilities. Yeah. It's just not as crisp or as, or as timed and as well thought out as it once was. So, um, mind you, it was only just before Christmas I had stopped training jiu-jitsu because of my head injury I copped from the last training session, which was great. Um, but yeah, because I was working so much, I just, I, I constantly thought that, that was going to be me for the next couple of years because I just started expanding the business. But um, it, it, I've just got to make time. And that's what, it, that's what it really showed me is that I need to make time for me because it, it's, it's um, hurting me not training. Yeah. You know, I've, I've, not, I've, I've not been, you know, real happy, but, Walk out and fight even with a loss, man. I started smiles all the way back home. I was like, you know what? I just laughed to myself. I was like, you knew that was probably a good out, like gonna happen, but yeah. you did it anyway. And, and look, you know, I've already already started refocusing things and changing things around so I can actually still get a training consistent amount of times per week. May yeah. not be an active full time straight away, but I'll be working up to that. But I'll be refocusing probably more towards the combat side, so more towards MMA. Still doing my jits, but more focused on aggression, domination, stuff like that, rather than more of the passive sport orientated BJJ. So I'll be traveling around a bit over the next few months, I think, and just sort of finding a couple of good spots where I fit in really well, where I've got some good big guys that can hit me pretty hard and yeah. I can get uh, get back into the swing of things. Nice, good stuff, mate. Um, mate, just to, to finish up on, um, you were saying at the start of the, the, um, start of the show that um, your doctor was saying that when you were at your heaviest, that you actually had about like was five years to live, that you reckon? Yeah, yeah. So he, he'd sent me off for a panel of bloods. And when he got them back, I can't remember exactly what there is. I know a few of them. So there was, I'm pretty sure my liver and kidney uh, function tests weren't great. They were they were sort of in the red zone, which is not good. Um, they were outside normal. My cholesterol was through the roof. Uh, my blood pressure, surprisingly, was perfectly fine. Um but everything else was just not great. The, even the blood circulation, even though my blood pressure was fine, I had poor circulation due to the weight, you know, weight on me. Um, I would get obviously horrendous like chafing and stuff like that. Um, and what else was there? Oh yeah, obviously sleep apnea. So you sent me off for a sleep test and I failed miserably on that one. Um, which did not surprise me the slightest, but I now don't have any kind of sleep apnea. It's yeah. gone completely. So that, that's another good thing. But what else was there? It, um, oh, I had all, all of my uh, levels. So my testosterone was less than a female's, mm. 
which explain that at the time I wasn't feeling all up when I played a general run of the mill, you know, let's say mid twenties, early thirties woman actually had a high testosterone level and I did at that weight. Wow. Just incredible to, to hear and Explained a lot, to be honest, which wasn't really changed. So the body was just a complete mess from yeah. start to finish. Um, and it was like even muscle aches and pain and stuff that I never had, not actually doing anything. Um, level of pain of weight. So that, like, if, if your doctor said that um, you may only have five years to go, wasn't that, that was about five years ago now, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, it'd be going on that actually, because I think I got the news in, what was it? It would have been, yeah, no, it would be probably, yeah, it would be late 2015, maybe early 2016, I think. And so that's where it, I just, yeah. How does, it, how does it feel that you're like now sub 100, you're competing in jujitsu, you're, competing in MMA, you, you look real fit and healthy, um, you, you know, competing in sport and doing ridiculously well. Like, how does it feel knowing that, you know, your future is just so much different now? Oh, man, you know what? All I've got to do is take one look at my little, my gorgeous three-year-old daughter and just know that I'm going to be there a lot longer for her. Yeah. And that, you know, jiu-jitsu and all that is a huge part of my life. But really what it came down to is I want to be here for my kids. I want to be here for them you know, for, for my partner, um, for my family, you know, because all I'm doing is leaving them down and myself down by getting level. There's no reason to ever get to that level, you know, and it's just um, it's just due to sheer ignorance, I think, that I got there. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, no, it's, 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 it's incredible. It's an incredible feeling to know that, um, well, one, I actually succeeded at something I didn't think I could do, which was jiu-jitsu in the first place. I always thought it was going to be too tough for me being a big guy, you know, being an awkward build, being so tall and lanky, but still really fucking heavy. Yeah. Um, never, never in a million years I think I'd even do well in the sport, you know, because it was designed for small to beat big, not big to beat small. So um, obviously once you do it, you realise that it's, you know, it, it, there's a lot of pros to being a big guy and, and, and utilizing those those things but either way it was just yeah looking back on it, i was thinking about it the other day actually once i uh sort of uh put the comment up in regards to your podcast and i sort of thought i looked back on everything i thought myself you know what yeah right I, I don't even really pay attention to it now because it's so i'm so used to it other than the the recent sort of the last four months where i've sort of cut weight in that without even realizing it and cut two weight divisions instead of i only wanted to go a lot heavy i just wanted to get to just sub 100 or just on 100 to say I got there and see how comfortable I felt there. And instead, I just skipped that completely, went straight to 95. I was like, oh, right, well, let's, let's do that then. So, but I feel good at this weight. So, I'm going to stay here and see how I go. So, look out, you heavyweights. <laughs> awesome, mate. 
Well, mate, I really appreciate you jumping on the on the show. Um, I think the story's phenomenal. I think um, a lot of people are going to get um, pretty moved by it. So, um, yeah, mate, really appreciate you jumping on. Um, thank you, and um, yeah, enjoy enjoy your rest of the afternoon. Thank you very much for the invite. It's been my pleasure, and um, always good catching up with you. Mikey. All right, mate. I'll see you at the next comp then. <laughs> Have a good one, mate. Take care, guys. See you later. See ya.